0: Hello, friend, and welcome to the first side quest episode of the Let Me Play Project. I'm gonna do a really short introduction today because I wasn't planning on needing to work on this Saturday, but I got a call at 11 p.m. yesterday saying that they were gonna do a night shoot that I needed to work on. So I'm very excited for that, but uh that means that i have a little bit less time to kind of wrap this episode up and get it ready so in the wise words of my lord and savior soldier boy i ain't got time for chit chat trying to get this money so get up on my face you doo-doo head dummy the doo-doo head dummy being the having to record this intro and not you the listener Anyway, so the concept for these side quest episodes is that they're sort of a parallel tangent that will run simultaneously as the regularly scheduled episodes each season. But I also think they will run between the seasons as well because I want them to sort of spring up naturally and present themselves as opportunities rather than highly meditated on episodes. So this first one came about because in Sean's episode, which was episode four, season one, Curiosity, she brought up the concept of human design, and I thought that was very intriguing, and I would have been very happy just to, just to chat about it with her, as we did, but she offered to go and do my whole human design for me. So she got my information. I think all she needed was my birth date and uh, time and place. Uh, Nothing nothing too specific, but I gave her that information and she went and plugged it into some generator. And not only did she print out my human design reading, but she also spent a good chunk of time creating this very thorough document of what each of the centers mean and each of the channels and all of this other stuff, which was very impressive to To see all laid out, it's about eight or so pages. Um, but it was very funny and entertaining, to say the least, to see that she had done all of that research. But that's kind of the spirit of what I want these side quests to be just completely random episodes of fun and shenanigans and nonsense. So I'm very happy to be starting this episode off with the human design reading. I will say that it is a lot of information, so if you are like me and have no prior knowledge of Western astrology, or the I Ching, or Jewish Kabbalah, or quantum physics, then you might want to head over to the Substack article for this episode, because I have posted uh, an image of my human design that Sean provided me, and I've tried my best to lay out some basic definitions. So it might be a good visual reference. I'm definitely a visual person, so looking at the, the charts or the actual design might be a little bit helpful to refer back to. So with that said, I'll give you a few seconds to unravel that substack scroll, and we'll set up on this side quest together. Boop, boop, boop.
1: <laughs> oh, I have something exciting to tell you. Oh, what? I got the fancy trash can. You did get the fancy trash I can. Got one. Oh, my gosh. What a development. It was an early birthday present. Oh, good. From my parents.
0: <laughs> I convinced them to buy me a trash can. <laughs> All right. Was it the simple human one?
1: Yes. Oh, wow. So nice. No more squeaking.
0: <laughs> no more squeaking. Oh, man. I'm so happy. That's. I'm a changed woman. <laughs> I'm sure. I. You know, you walked in today and you were glowing, and I bet that that's why. I think so, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so excited for you.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Are you excited to hear about your human design?
0: I'm Yes, I am. Can you d- just tell me what this is and so, what we're here to do today? Also, happy first day of spring.
1: Oh, yeah. Happy first day of spring. Rawr. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, okay. So human design is – I got a little, like, paragraph here. Oh. It was created by a guy in – um, 1987. So it's relatively new. Oh,
0: yeah, that's pretty recent.
1: Um, but this guy, I think he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. And then he was a he was like a media studies uh, professor.
0: Okay. Um,
1: he was in the arts, like television production and all that sort of stuff. He moved to Ibiza. And while he was in Ibiza, he had this mystical experience mm-hmm. that he he describes as an encounter with the voice. and Not the TV show. Not the TV show. The TV show. <laughs> but he, he said it was an, an intelligence far superior to anything he had ever experienced. Oh, uh, The encounter lasted for eight days and nights, during which he received a transmission of information. It sounds very alien-y, doesn't it? it yeah, it does. <laughs> what is known today as the human design system. So the voice guided him to combine four ancient teachings, Western astrology, Kabbalah, the I Ching or I Ching, mm-hmm. and the chakras, as well as quantum physics.
0: Just a little sprinkling. A of little sprinkle. Yeah. So
1: whether or not you heard a voice and had this like crazy eight day journey is one thing, but he did combine all these things mm-hmm. to create um, a system and uh, he dedicated the rest of his life to it. Mm. Um, and that is kind of the history. He passed away in 2011. So I think from it's, it, don't, I don't think it got super popular. No. Like when I was trying to find out about human design, I went to like the wiki page because that's the first stop. That, yeah, it is. <laughs> and it was quite short. Like, mm. so I think it's not a super well known system. But yeah, it's just like a little. Smattering of everything. Okay.
0: Well, I've seen it a bit on TikTok actually. Really? Yeah. There's um been a couple of TikTokers who are like super duper into it. Mm, and they I can kind see of them. like Yeah. And <laughs> and they kind of go through their, I guess, their own charts and like talk about how like the different organs or whatever like informed their like day-to-day or just like their personalities mm-hmm. but it was always hard for me to like grasp what they were saying because in TikTok you at the time that I saw them you could only do one minute videos. Yeah yeah yeah. So um yeah I feel like it's just something that needs a, to be a little bit more fleshed out or thought upon. I think so and as I was telling
1: you before this guy I think he wrote like a 500 page book about this right that whether or not it's understandable i have no idea but it seems a very influencer like trendy thing right yeah. Like when you search it on google you'll just hear like or you'll just see um like the beautiful white woman mm-hmm. like saying i will teach you your human design yes. if you pay me 9.99 yeah was right. like It's kind of like, oh, come on, man, let's just get spooky with it. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just keep it spooky. The way I saw it was just like, um, it's just like an astrology chart. Mm -hmm. Like it's a star chart, but kind of translated into into your body. Okay. Interesting. Um, But I could be completely wrong. I should preface all of what I'm about to say. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sean's an expert. I am not. Sean's (laughs) an expert. I literally probably spent an hour doing this. Sean has a master's degree in astrology. (laughs) And in quantum physics. And in anatomy. And in Kabbalah. Yeah. (laughs) And I know all about the chakras. (laughs) Yes. Um, Sean has a PhD in yoga. Oh yeah. That's me. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking about. This is, this is, your reading is just copy and pasted from different sources i
0: love well see i love (laughs) that because that shows that you went to different sources and like combined i did i did
1: uh but the whole point of seeing your human design is it's a tool to help you understand who you are and to live your life authentically
0: okay that aligns with the journey that i am on
1: right so how appropriate
0: so, you, you should think
1: about it as like a user manual. And if you know how to read it, you'll be able to operate correctly mm-hmm. and you'll be living in alignment with your mind and body. This is what I'm reading off my document. <laughs> <laughs> this is not stuff I usually say to people. Um, <laughs> you'll be living a life with less resistance and more flow. Ooh, I do love flow. You love flow. Nancy, hi. <laughs> so, I've printed off your human design.
0: Oh, wow. So you can see it and react to it. So oh, this is you. Oh my gosh. There's a lot of shapes on here. Let's see. It is just from me looking at it. It's um, it looks like I'm sitting in cross-legged position, which is already uh <laughs> I don't a think a your win. legs are in it. I don't <laughs> think uh oh, really? So it's just uh That's of, your torso. Oh. <clears throat> oh, so I'm wearing a cape. Got yes, it. Of course. Got it. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a little person-dude um profile, and it kind of has these geometric shapes there's a couple triangles at the top like in the head space there's a couple triangles like in the torso region and then there's three squares one in the throat and then two in the lower torso and then a diamond which I would assume is the heart because it's in the center and then there's a whole bunch of like arrows and planetary shapes and things yeah okay cool
1: and notice how some of them are colored in some of them are white
0: yes so there's like some yellow some green there's a lot of brown Um. I don't then... think the colors matter themselves it's just if they're colored in oh okay mm-hmm. interesting yeah and then there's I have three on mine that don't have any color, and then there's numbers on all of them. I don't know what the numbers are. Great. I Me don't neither. know
1: how. Yeah, I don't know. They're I, they're called gates. The numbers the are numbers gates are gates. Yeah, I don't know how how this is put together. I don't know. I know like <laughs> what. Well, I, I say I know. I I've read what it means, but how it's all put together, I have no idea.
0: It looks kind of like a highway system. It does. Like, this is Spaghetti Junction. Yes.
1: (laughs) And some of your, some of your, um, so these shapes Mm -hmm. on your human design are called centers. Each of the shape is a center. So you have nine centers, which are hubs of energy within the body that represent different aspects. Okay. So when a center is colored in, it's called defined. So Mm. it means you transmit the energy from that center. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> and if a energy uh, sorry if a center is white it is undefined or yeah. or called open so okay. this is this so, is so where me. you receive energy yeah and you're vulnerable to conditioning
0: okay so yeah. i
1: I think i see it as if if something's colored in mm-hmm. like you've got no problem with this type of energy yeah But if something is white it means like you don't produce that energy naturally is the is the diamond the heart uh let me check it's actually called the g center
0: okay it's not the
1: heart the heart is the small triangle on the right
0: okay great well both of those are undefined for me so that explains a lot more
1: (laughs) i don't know what i don't know what a g center is okay cool i know what it means but i don't know if it's meant to be an organ i i don't know (laughs) Okay, great. <laughs> some of them represent organs and some of them are oh.
0: not. <laughs> right, okay, cool. Well, didn't mean to jump ahead there. It's just as soon as you said some, <laughs> the emptiness means undefined, so you don't know how to do that. And I was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of white. Do you
1: really? Yeah, like I think I can pull up my mine, yeah. oh, mine right now, not like to go in detail, but just to compare it to yours. Right. Uh, Yeah, I have one, two, three, four, five white undefined and only four defined centers. So I'm mostly useless (laughs) 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 or vulnerable to conditioning is how they put it. Sure, sure. So the undefined centers means you are influenced by the energy fields of others. Mm-hmm. Being conditioned isn't something that can be avoided. It is the way we are designed to interact with each other. So I mm-hmm. kind of don't see it as a negative thing. Okay. Just something to be aware of. Yeah. And the guy who made this system, his his name was probably like Clive, but he changed it to ra Uruhu because that's what crazy people do. Yeah. <laughs> um... So he said, understand something about this openness it is not about being empty. It's not about being broken and it doesn't need to be fixed. This is where you have receptors. These, mm. are, these are the aspects of your nature that are always looking for that thing that is not you. Again, this is not about good or bad. There is no morality here in the mechanics. The fact is, if you live your life being controlled by your openness, you're lost. But if you live your life aware of your openness, you become wise and what is opening your life is the school that you go to in this life, what you're here to learn and what you're here to be wise about, not about uh, what you're here to be trapped by.
0: Mm, well, that's a beautiful sentiment. Okay, I'm I glad agree that, with that. I'm glad you feel that way. I did this with my parents, and they were like, "Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I guess they didn't have very many open receptors. Mm-hmm. I got I did do my own. Job. I can't remember this. I was <laughs> kind of brief, like,
1: Blowing through it really fast. But. Yeah, yeah. So the key to mastering your senses is, ha- is having the self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, so human design is known as the science of differentiation. Differenti. Mm-hmm. Differentiation? Differentiation. Differentiation. What that? <laughs> <laughs> because it shows how different we are. Mm -hmm. So I think people, like you were saying, the TikTok people, they might be drawn to it because it's just a little bit more in depth than like saying, I'm an Aries, or, you know, just one blanket term for everyone. It's gonna be unique
0: for pretty much everybody who does it, it looks like.
1: Yeah, because there's so many, like there's numbers and there's shapes and colors and those uh, lines that are connected. Yeah, That means something as well. Oh, does it? Yeah. yeah the
0: highway systems. The yeah. little
1: the spaghetti junction. Yeah, the yeah. The arrows. I don't know what the arrows mean. Um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, I, I couldn't find much information on the arrows. Apparently yeah. no one knows what they are, but the way they're pointing is meaningful in some way. It's very clip art. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so clip art. Yeah. Um. So the science of differentiation, mm-hmm. because it shows how different we are. What is defined within us, the centers, channels, and gates is who we are. These are the ways that we are designed to express ourselves. The centers, channels, and gates that aren't defined are the areas where we're going to experience life in. In other words, we're going to attract people who have those definitions we're missing.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. That kind of speaks to like polarities and magnetic sorts of mm-hmm. attractions. So, now that we've talked a little bit about what the
1: centers are, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm going to go through them one by one, start at the tippity-top. The tippity-top. The very top shape is a triangle. It represents the head. Okay. So, this is inspiration, mental pressure, doubt, confusion, and questions. Mm. You have a defined head center. So, this means that you radiate inspiration outward to the world. These people always ask questions and search for answers. The defined head center has the ability to be inspirational. When it's not trying to figure out its own life, its perspective can bring information into the world.
0: Hmm, How'd you feel about that? that? Yeah? Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm always trying to seek out more information and- And you're inspirational, I can attest. Oh, wow, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like my, as we chatted about, I feel like my curiosity drives me. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's accurate. So are you ready for the next one? I'm ready. So the one below the head is called the
1: Akhna, Ajna. A-J-N-A, Ajna, Akna. Oh, interesting. I Don't know how to pronounce it, but it is a another triangle just below the head. And yours is Defined. It is. And this center is about thoughts, answers, opinions, insights, ideas, and conceptualizing. Mm -hmm. So because you're defined, um, the Defined Akhne manifests as certainty. A Defined Akhne Center has a fixed and reliable way in which it processes information. It can seem and feel certain of its opinions, concepts, and theories. It has a consistent way of conceptualizing and sees information through the same patterns.
0: Mm, Yeah, I would say that that's accurate because I'm very much like attracted to patterns Mm -hmm. and recognizing those things. And those are easy for me to spot a lot of the time. So Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And the consistency thing makes sense because once I find uh, like a workflow, um that's very alluring and appealing to me and I like to be able to replicate so that I'll give it a, a check that's yeah. approved
1: do you feel like the way you've you've tried to process information over the years has changed or do you think you've been quite consistent throughout the years like this is
0: you know? Yeah, it's um it's developed. I actually didn't I think I became more tuned with my left brain more actually when I graduated college because I got into um I was working at a post production house and they actually introduced me to the concept of a workflow like mm. in in general like that there would be a systematic approach to anything, um, and of course, there it was, it was modeled in post-production in TV. But taking that concept and applying it to more like life skills and things mm-hmm. um, really made sense to me. So, and I was able to like grasp onto things that had a very specific like outline of tasks and things to do so since I've learned that I think I've I was much I was more like attuned to be right-brained I guess before then I kind of like swung on the pendulum to be more like left-brained in terms of like systematic approaching but now I think I've kind of coming back to a happy medium yeah I think. yeah nice. taking both. and you feel confident in the way that you gather
1: your thoughts and opinions and conceptualize the world?
0: Yeah, so that's an interesting one. That's the only one that I might, I don't know if I disagree with it because I feel both ways at the same time, Mm -hmm. which is kind of confusing to articulate because I feel like my vague kind of abstract ideas about things especially political things right are i don't know if they're like right cuz i don't think that's that's the correct word but like my intuition i think i have good instincts yeah. i guess is mm-hmm. the way to put it mm. but i wouldn't feel confident saying that my instincts are the right Answer to everything because I don't know like mm. all of the variables involved. Mm. So it's, it's that, that one's kind of a weird one and it's hard for me to articulate even because I have a lot of like good gut feelings about things and my intuition. I'm in the INTJ also, so I have like positive intuition or mm-hmm. strong intuition and that doesn't really lead me astray very much. But I'm also, I wouldn't go around telling people that I'm like right about like absolutely. Do certain. you
1: feel in yourself like ignoring the world, do you feel like I feel this way and I feel confident about that? Or do you do you feel a little like hesitant at times?
0: Oh, I definitely experience hesitancy for sure. Um, I think it's very situational and environmental, Aww. to be honest. Um, because when I feel something is right for me, then I know that it is right, um, and then it in in those situations it usually comes to me pretty easily. Right. Um, I guess whenever there's a hesitancy, then it's me not being sure if something is the right fit. For me, a lot, which I've done, I've had that feeling. Uh, that's a that's a common feeling mm-hmm. for me, like just trying on different hats. I guess. Right.
1: Are you ready for your next center? I am. So below the Ajna, Ajna, Ajna. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> is the throat, which is a square? Yes. It is. I'm a trying to peek oh, over yes, at your yes, paper. Yes.
0: It is square. It is
1: a square. Uh, This represents communication, manifestation, materialization, contact with the exterior worlds. I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. With aliens, perhaps. Oh, good. Outlet for energy and expression and speaking and doing. And you have a defined throat center. So it's quite short, this one. The... The defined throat speaks in a fixed way with a consistent expression from whatever energy center is
0: connected to. From whatever energy center it's connected to. Right. Let me so... Just, so you're connected to the
1: spleen.
0: Oh, okay. So now we're getting on to 285. Yeah, you're getting yeah. onto to 285 yeah. we were uh, on, west right? Yeah, <laughs> We south. were on 85. We now, were. now we are getting on the 285, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we'll get into it a little bit later. Actually, let's just skip down there now because it's quite interesting what you were saying before. The spleen is intuition. Oh, is it? Intuition, survival, and health, and like your gut instincts. Interesting. So what you were saying before, yeah. like when you have a gut instinct, uh, that's what it's connected to. So, I knew my spleen was good for something. Your spleen is great. A <laughs> great uh, spleen. Your spleen is also defined. So, it is. it is the oldest and most primal awareness. The spleen is also completely existential, meaning that it only works <laughs> in the now. Based in instinct, it is what is often referred to as intuition. This body knowing runs through the lymphatic system. Like little tongues, noses and ears covering the body, it is a cat-like sense. Defined spleens have a fixed sense of well-being and can know in the moment how to act in order to survive and be healthy.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Does that feel like it represents you? It does, especially the specific wording of the existential spleen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that I think I'm going to make a shirt.
1: I didn't think I'd ever hear the words existential spleen. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that I feel very seen and heard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> so, if we think about the way that your throat is connected to your spleen, then the throat speaks in a fixed way with a consistent expression from whatever energy is connected to. So, do you feel that your gut instincts?
0: Yeah, you can, you
1: can express yourself based on your gut instincts.
0: Yes. Yeah, that makes sense like pairing the two. Um because I Yeah, I feel like I have a really grounded sense of awareness and like knowing what is like what activities or pursuits or things are authentic to me Mm -hmm. and what things are actually interesting to me um and what i want to like engage in or chat about or any of those things so to have um to have the existential spleen (laughs) connected to my can't wait
1: for the (laughs) t-shirt
0: to my to my throat um makes a lot of sense because I feel like the way that I articulate myself tends to be kind of more in these like abstract ways that are very – that come like from either a broad like perspective or are very like in tune to like just my perspective mm-hmm. and like my individual experience. Um so that makes that makes sense that the spleen is talking for me.
1: Existential spleen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna get back onto IA5.
1: Okay. We're gonna zip back up zip back up, up okay. north cool. and head south on IAE5 to right. the G center, Ooh. which is in the middle of your chart. It is. It represents um identity love and direction okay and it is a diamond it's a diamond and it's undefined for you it is and notice how there are no numbers that are like highlighted so oh, well, hi- like it would be a circle yeah so you see how the no- some of the numbers are they have like they're bolded yep that means that your gate is open in those centers
0: Oh, I see. But your
1: center diamond, you have no gates open. So this is something you're really useless at. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> this is something that you like. You just do not produce any yeah. energy from this. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'll go is into there... it a little bit, but just your initial reaction. Oh my initial
0: reaction, I was like, "Is that all that's there?" No, no. <laughs> I was hoping to learn something. <laughs> no, um, I think identity. Maybe like yeah. you kind of yeah no I mean honestly that makes <laughs> that makes a lot of sense <laughs> because I've never really felt like I had like a defined identity to be honest mm-hmm. like some people um I've had a lot of people tell me that I have a very like specific personality or like you know just I don't know one of a kind or whatever unique whatever but I. I've never felt that in myself because I feel like I'm trying to mimic everybody else all of the time, like 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So and it's not something that like like really bothers me necessarily. So I'm not like down about it, but it's just like, yeah, if I were to like draw myself as a character, I don't know what I would look like, you know, mm-hmm. from that kind of outside perspective. So, seeing that this little human design is actually, like, validating that that there actually is nothing there. (laughs) Remember, it's not a good or bad thing. No, I know. Um, It actually makes me feel better because it's like, there just actually isn't anything there. (laughs) Okay, it doesn't mean that...
1: You dramatic llama. (laughs) I
0: love the drama.
1: I love the drama. (laughs) So the undefined G sensor has no fixed identity Mm -hmm. and can be confused because it's always changing as each environment brings a new identity. Yeah. Many open Gs can feel like they need to hold on to a certain identity or love in order to feel secure. The wisdom here is to know that there is no fixed identity and that place like specifically geographical location is your friend yeah so there's a question that comes with um undefined centers so the one for g the g center is am i looking for direction
0: currently yeah well i feel i mean i feel like i'm always looking for direction um but it's not one specific direction i think that speaks to why my um I've never wanted, like, a specific defined, like, traditional lifestyle type thing, which is why, like, the project-based work or the gig-based work is very appealing to me because it's constant change. And so it's constant identity shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, why all of these activities are, like, really important to me, I think, Um, Mm -hmm. because they are – I guess my identity is – my shifting identity, you know? But if we, if going
1: back to talking about the undefined centers, I'm just reading the, mm. the, the Ra's quote. Mm. Um, these are aspects of your nature that are always looking for that thing that is not you. Yeah. So do you feel like you're looking for an identity that ultimately, you know, you don't need an identity because you have so much of the good oh, things? I see.
0: Um... In other people, I do notice that I am more strongly drawn to them if they have a very strong identity. Mm-hmm. So I think that that kind of probably fills that void a little bit for me because it's re- it's actually really easy for me to connect with people who are very defined. I have would say
1: <laughs> I could tell. <laughs> I, that, yeah, I just checked.
0: I was like, I think I'm fine. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Um, no, but I have noticed that just like of my own volition, like if somebody has a very specific person mm-hmm. about them, then I it's really easy for me to latch on to them. Um, but in myself, in myself, I guess it's alluring to. Be like the be like the Pokemon master or like, be <laughs> well, like, that, um, like to fully assume whatever identity like that would be a, like a high aspirational goal, I mm-hmm. guess. Like it would be really I think I would feel fulfilled in that pursuit, but I wouldn't want that to be the only thing like I would rather be nothing and never have that and just get it from other people if I if I could only be one of them. So you don't feel negatively. No. Which is great. So you're kind of already
1: what would be described as living your truth.
0: Oh, wow. Because you have
1: understood that the need for identity isn't a priority. Right. Right. So does this, would you say this represents you accurately? I would say so. So far?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So far, for sure. So
1: we'll move on to the next one if you're ready.
0: Okay, are we going, are we continuing further south or are we going, uh, we're going east?
1: We're going, we're uh, going east. Under 20 or something? We're going on to I-20 oh, wow. east to the heart, which is a little small triangle on the right. It sure is. It's also called the ego center. Okay. So this represents willpower, egoism, and the material world or self-worth. And you have an undefined heart ego center. So this uh, means this is where the will to do something or not is expressed as an energy. The undefined ego is always under pressure to prove and improve itself. This can be experienced as a deep lack of self-worth. The vast majority of people have no willpower and suffer greatly because the will puts great emphasis on being able to do what you say. The wisdom of the open ego is to know that you are worthy and to never make promises based in will or what you or others think you should do. The open ego center question is, do I have something to prove or improve?
0: Um, yes, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of that was really interesting, um, because it, you always, you're under pressure to prove and improve itself. Yeah, yeah. I always, I, I guess I kind of, speaking from the ego, I kind of pride myself in being a lifelong learner. Yeah. But also not only just like a lifelong learner, but like, um, I'm trying to like find a prettier way to say this, but like a lifelong improver. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to get better yeah. at the things that I'm doing and all the pursuits, like, it would be okay for me to not ever be like reach the the peak like pinnacle success or like i don't care for like accolades necessarily like i don't need those ego driven things or like material rewards but i do have this internal need to um to always get better at the things that i'm doing mm-hmm. so that makes a lot of sense with that and actually um the bit about the worthiness was really interesting because worthy was uh, a word that I just reclaimed through that 30-day journey. Nice. Um, so hearing that and like having gone through that 30-day program and then – like seeing that it is, it's in my my heart, my open heart thing. Yeah, <laughs> it just it's all coming together, so I'm yeah. open to receiving the messages. Nice.
1: We're gonna head back onto two a five. Okay, great. So we're gonna go to the the larger triangle on the lower right mm-hmm. of your design.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It is the solar plexus. Okay. So this represents the emotional and nervous system. Emotional wave, moods, feelings, emotions, desires, passion, romance, sex drive, and food. And <laughs> food, yay! <laughs> Don't know why food is just tacked <laughs> on there. Right. Uh, yours is undefined. Mm-hmm. So, an undefined solar plexus means that you that you are taking in the emotions of others and amplifying them. The open emotional being has learned to make nice and play nice in order to avoid. The voli- vol- volatility? Vol- volatil- volatility. Volatility. Yeah. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> of the emotional world. The wisdom here is that you should never trust how you feel or the emotions of others or allow yourself to be pressured emotionally by others. The open soul plexus question is Am I avoiding confrontation and truth?
0: Oh, I am excellent at avoiding confrontation. <laughs> I'm so so your good design, at it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I and I also would say that I have um, it flits between a secure and an avoidant. So I guess a securely avoidant attachment style, mm. if you know anything about those. So that I need to just like figure out kind of my own thing or like when people are getting too close to me I tend to like leave them mm. um so that kind of aligns with with all of those things um oh there was something else specific I was going to say can you ask the question again
1: am i avoiding confrontation and truth
0: yeah i think i've i think i've learned I think I'm learning like within the past couple of years or so to be more in tuned and like to recognize emotions in myself. Because here it's saying that you really absorb the
1: emotions of others, so don't react. Right, right immediately based on yes. what other people are projecting onto you like yes. you really need to like sit and think about how you feel because yes. it might be difficult for you to you know channel those emotions into words. Perhaps.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, ex- yeah, I would say that that's completely accurate because usually what happens is it always amazes me when people are able to just articulate what they're feeling and why they're feeling it immediately and um Whenever somebody expresses that to me or is upset with me for whatever reason, um, I then kind of, I do, I do kind of go into like a neutral state Mm -hmm. um, in the moment and I actually become more calm um, instead of uh, being like, instead of inciting more drama, I tend to just get calmer and calmer Mm -hmm. because I don't know what I feel yet
1: so you already kind sense.
0: of work the way that you should be working I guess if that's this, how anyway. <laughs> I guess if that's how it should be but no I do have to anytime I do have a confrontation or anything like that I do have to separate myself from it and like really think about why well first of all did this affect me why Why did it affect me? How did it affect me? Like, I do have to go through all the questions and steps and figure out why it did that mm. uh, or why, am I, why I'm feeling this way. And then from there, what a proper response should be. But mm. that's kind of been a hindrance because most people want responses in the moment. Yeah. So that's been a really tricky thing to navigate. Mm. Are you ready to move to the next one? Yeah. 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 Uh, we're going to go. We're on to E5. Okay.
1: So we're going to. Hang on. Can you hold up the. Yes. Uh,
0: we could either get on 20. Oh, no. Again. We're going to get back
1: on I-20. Okay.
0: cool. And go, go west. Go west. Okay, great. To the little square. Uh-huh. Um, I got lots of gates in this one.
1: Yeah. This is the sacral center okay so this is vitality and life force Ooh. you have a defined sacral center Mm -hmm. so the sacral center is the source of life force it is reproductive life sustaining energy the defined sacral has the capacity to sustain work and create in the world the sacral is a response motor and regenerates itself through the correct application of its energy However, the opposite is also true. It can degenerate into frustration when forced to do work that is not satisfying.
0: Mm. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. That sounds like you. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like me. You don't like be- being forced to do stuff that doesn't make sense. I really hate that. Yeah. Yeah. And I can And it's so draining. Like it's so draining. Once I've um. Satiated my curiosity and my learning for something in whatever situation uh, or environment, then that's kind of where my like interest and drive in that mm. situation leaves. And so then I have to remove myself from it for right? the betterment of not only myself, but for everybody else around me. Right. Do you, <laughs> would you get mad? Would I get mad? No, I would just get like apathetic. Right. And you would stop being productive, right, right? Right. Yeah. Um. So that makes sense. I've also heard, uh, before today that the sacral center, or yeah, the sacral center is a huge source of creativity, or that the two are linked. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting <laughs> that that kind and yours of yours is defined. Yeah. 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 That that's taken account. Um. Yeah. I would say that that is accurate.
1: All right. Okay. So we're gonna. I- Stay on I20 heading west.
0: Ooh. Uh
1: oh, we already covered that because we jumped to it. That's the spleen. That's
0: the spleen.
1: So we'll hop on to I 25, I 285, all the numbers. Mm-hmm. Heading south. Yep. To the square on the very bottom of your chart, which mm-hmm. is the root center. This is the last center we'll go over. Okay. This is this represents stress and adrenaline, the pressure to do. And yours is defined. Mm -hmm. So the root center is about adrenal pressure. It is one of the two pressure centers. The other is the head. The root center's pressure moves energy up through the body to fuel action. Defined root people are under a constant and consistent pressure to do. It is a healthy energy as long as it is entered into and used correctly. It can also be healthy for the defined route to release pressure through activities such as exercise.
0: Mm, That makes sense. (laughs) It's all coming together. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like it's easier for me to do anything else when I'm doing something physical. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Like even just carrying a conversation if there is some sort of activity preferably a physical one through it then it's so much easier for me to sh- operate in in those ways like a just like in a comfortable way in a comfortable manner mm. um it's interesting that just like maybe this doesn't mean anything but like looking at this the only there's a lot of like roads like leading to it and it's supposed to like drive like the drive the powers, I don't know, <laughs> through the through the whole body but all of mine connected to the root are um open except for the one going to um That's the, sacral the sacral center. center, Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that means anything, but I'm sure it does. Uh, we'll figure <laughs> it out. So now I was going to
1: go into the things that are connected, oh, which are okay. called channels. Okay. So you have, which one do you want to look into first? Should we go with the one you just mentioned? Yeah, let's What do are there. the two numbers that connect?
0: Oh, wow. Um, the only ones that connect like fully are three and 60. Three and 60. Oh. There we go.
1: It's called mutation.
0: Oh, great.
1: (laughs) Excellent. So the channel of mutation links the root to the sacral center through the gate of acceptance, number 60, Mm -hmm. and the gate of ordering, number three. So oh. all the gates have names apparently. Oh. This is something I'm winging in the moment because I was like, oh great. shit, I didn't do all the channels. <laughs> well, if there's more than 60 of them, that is a lot of channels to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um the potential for evolutionary change that comes through this unpredictable, mutative and melancholic channel depends on one's capacity to accept limitation and transcend the confusion of new beginnings.
0: Oh, okay. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I'll take that. That makes sense because I often – I'm not – I actually really enjoy being a beginner Mm. at specific physical activities because it's new like outlets and potential and like um, skills that I can learn. So that being the only thing or I guess like maybe the only – route that this energy has to go through makes a lot of sense in defining the activities and like pursuits that I start
1: yeah it's like the root center is driving your energy and it's the most efficient going through your sacral center Mm -hmm. so I always have to remind what those mean your vitality and life force right right which is the um the creativity. Like the creativity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the background of this particular channel from your root to the sacral, uh, the gate 60 mm-hmm. is the hub of all evolutionary possibilities, while gate three is always reaching for what is new and potentially viable, one possibility at a time. The underlying current of frequency governing this adrenalized generating channel of mutation is the former energy of individual circuitry. Oh my God. It's potent (laughs) on off pulsing energy associated with melancholy permeates the way those with channel, with this channel live out their unique designs. This is an energy that also conditions or deeply affects everyone around them.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So now it's gonna go into the personal and interpersonal sort of implications. Uh, based on this channel. Okay. So the personal your key to living with this mel- melancholic process, a mechanical moodiness, is to avoid trying to reason it away. It is better to remain patient and alert as you wait for the new mutation to arrive on the scene through you. Mm. Time spent alone with your muse, when the pulse of mutation is off, can deepen and enrich your inner journey. Do you have a muse? <laughs> <laughs> Is that the question? No, I don't um, know. No. <laughs> I'm like, I don't
0: have a muse. It's <laughs> like, um, I feel like that that word is kind of archaic, so I would need to define that in myself. Yeah. Um, but that the if I'm understanding it right, I think the sentiment is accurate because yeah. I find that I really hate when things are forced. And mm. I would much prefer the novel, like, a natural novelty. Mm. And then also being an introvert, I love spending time by myself. Mm. And I, like, I really treasure that, um, that chance to, like, cultivate that natural energy and restore that. Like, it's an essential restorative process for me. So that makes sense that um, – You know, just kind of not like basking in moodiness, but just being aware of it yeah, Mm -hmm. and accepting and then trusting that novelty will come if it's ready for me or if I'm ready for it. It goes on to say, although you can't always see it, something is
1: stirring underneath and what is not yet ready to emerge continues to gestate and grow. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So the interpersonal section says, Like music, mutation takes place suddenly, unexpectedly, in the gaps or the spaces between the pulses or notes. It forces everyone to adapt or change or be left behind. Those with the channel of mutation, which is you, feel the pressure to bring innovation and renewal to their lives, jobs, families, and the world around them the root center's constant pressure creates inner tension during the times when the on off pulses off and seemingly nothing is happening
0: so i guess that immediately makes me think of i have always felt like the like i feel like i'm always living authentically but i feel like i'm going against like the like the set ways that most people have for them mm-hmm. and when i try to Not every time and less so now, but in the past when I've tried to express myself authentically, it's been met with a lot of like tension or like not trying to – not other people not trying to understand why. So maybe I'm frustrated. Um, Well, it is frustrating for me to see like people just like stuck and set in their ways. Yeah. And not open to, you know, other like lifestyles. So maybe that has something to do with that. Yeah.
1: So I guess kind of like summarizing this channel it's like it's okay to be alone and be moody that's what it sounds like and it's that yeah it sounds like that process will help you to change and you know head in a direction that feels good
0: yeah 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 uh which
1: channel do you want to go into now well the
0: next one is 27 and 50 it's going from the sacral uh center to the spleen so this is the channel of preservation okay
1: (laughs) glad that that's linked (laughs) (laughs) 50 to 27 leaks the spleen through uh the spleen center through the 50 which is the gate of the cauldron to the 27 the gate of nourishment
0: Cauldron to nourishment. Okay.
1: The biological basis for this gate is pretty basic. Human infants can't survive on their own after birth. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Although it is a minor circuit on its own, it is part of the tribal circuit. So support is still an important keynote. Human children require support. But the 5027 isn't limited to supporting children. That's simply the root of it. This channel operates with gate 50 in the spleen that is moved by its fear of responsibility. <laughs> this causes it to pay attention in the splenic now to what is to what it can be responsible for. If it notices anything in itself or the other that it might be responsible for, the 27 in the sacral center provides the energy to respond to it. Okay. People with this channel are very tuned into what they they and or others need in order to feel good in the now, and they're willing and able to do something about it. A challenge arises for these people if they don't have the knowledge that others aren't tuned in the same way. The 5027 can be very resentful when it sees others not caring because they assume that those people just won't be responsible and do the caring thing. As society has become more complex, So have the responsibilities of this channel. Our children require our support and our care longer than they did in the past. Blah, blah, blah. It goes on about kids. We don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Astrologically, this is because we have moved away. Oh, never mind. Okay, ignore that last bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that part really sounds like you. Resentful when it sees others not caring.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I was like, "Holy shit, yeah. I'm Sarah." We were talking Tag about yourself. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I've. I think oh. you've
1: directed what this channel's supposed to be is about kids, but you've directed it into like yourself,
0: mm, mm-hmm. like and like
1: seeing other people grow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and taking. Taking responsibility for yourself and your own self-growth. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I guess I feel like I've had a lot of responsibilities like through my whole life like tangible wise and I'm given a lot of responsibilities because I tend to like in school I was always like the – like, the project leader or whatever, like, in a leadership role. Um, so it is – I don't have patience <laughs> for yeah. people who can't take roles like that seriously. So that makes that makes sense. Um, and then also I'm coming to learn, like, very recently within the past, like, few months or so that it is frustrating to me when people can't take – care of themselves um and they're just not willing to, it's not that they can't really because that's kind of a different issue but if they're not willing to take care of themselves because that does affect the people around you yeah it says
1: you can be very resentful
0: yeah when you see yeah. those yeah yeah and it's just like i don't i truly don't have the patience to be sympathetic and to help Mm -hmm. Because I I love to help people. You'll help people when you see
1: that they're willing to improve. Yes. But if they don't give a shit, then you're like, well, why should I care?
0: Yeah, because then my, like, my care and my feelings and my, like, wanting to help and my actions in helping aren't really appreciated. They're Mm -hmm. just kind of seen as potentially an annoyance or, like, I don't know. But... So yeah, that's been a realization that I've had in the past like eight or so months Mm. that if somebody – if I see people that can't take care of – not that they can't take care of themselves, but they're not willing to take care of themselves and not like treat themselves to like exorbitant, lavish things, but just like doing the minimum because that's behavior that is going to affect the people around them and also like – it's going to affect the the people that are modeling out of them, which I am a modeler. <laughs> <laughs> With your empty so, ego, yeah. So, but it's been helping me, like that realization's been helping me, like know that I need to like take those steps to take care of myself in the ways that I can as well. Mm-hmm. So, it's all about growth and acceptance. All right. What's the next channel? we got two more to go. Yeah. The next one is 57 through 20. That'll be the spleen through the throat.
1: Yeah. So this is the brainwave channel. Ooh, interesting. Um. So 57 is the gate of intuitive clarity. Mm-hmm. And then it links to 20, which is the gate of the now. Uh, this is the voice of intuition. One of the most extraordinary capacities humans have via this channel is pure intuition that can speak. Although the spleen is in charge of health and well-being, it's not an energy sensor. so while this channel can be very aware of what's necessary for health and well-being, it's not necessarily able to actually do anything about it. <laughs> The most (laughs) profound function of this channel is to empower others to be intelligent. Here we have an individual deeply absorbed in intelligence. The spleen operates in the moment and the 57, which is, oh, it's the one in the spleen, Mm -hmm. is always listening to the subtle cues of their environment, going beyond the surface details of what they are hearing. Their focus is on strategies that will enable their well-being and then on how to actually express it. Their very focus becomes a way to share intelligence and it all happens in the now. They will know in the now what is healthy for them. If they ignore that, the moment will pass and they will suffer for it. The best advice you could give someone with this channel is to listen to their instincts in the moment.
0: Mm. Interesting. How Interesting. does that make you feel? It makes me feel like validated, I guess. Mm. Like I feel like my intuition's pretty good. Um, and you should Listen to it. Apparently, okay, great. Like <laughs> the best advice is
1: listen to your instincts in yeah. the moment. Like-
0: yeah, it was funny because this this is like the most insignificant like, example of this. But I was stretching um, at like eleven thirty or some p.m. Uh, on Friday or something, and um, I just <laughs> I just got this message in my head like. I need popcorn. Yeah? <laughs> I need popcorn. Like, and I hope you made popcorn. Oh, I did. Yes. I was like, okay, we're going to finish. We rationed. We rationalized. It was okay. like, we're going to finish our stretch. And then we're going to make some popcorn. And then it just, it was really satisfying in that moment. And it felt like exactly what I needed. But it was a very specific message. Yeah. You know? Um, And I try, when I have like really specific messages like that, I do tend to value them because it is, like, a type of care, I think, and a progression forward. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a couple other things that were mentioned in that um, that I wasn't quite so sure about. Yeah? I think so. Um,
1: Let me just skim this. The most profound function of this channel is to empower others to be intelligent.
0: Yeah, that. Because I – and maybe I'm just getting hung up on the word intelligence Mm. because I don't – like, I would love if everybody had, like, a baseline level of intelligence. Like, that would be really cool. But I would rather – I think that that's not my priority, and it's not even my priority in myself. Could be, like, goals or, like – yeah. motivations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like you're more about journeys and,
0: yeah, you know, reaching a goal. And no matter what it is. yeah, Right. 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 Like I would much rather like in the Sims, I <laughs> loved when they had like, they got to a certain age where they had like a very specific like life goal that they wanted to achieve, like where they're, um, their diamond over them would be like platinum aspiration Ooh. forever. Um, so I never really made it, but I would always like drive them to those specific things. So your channel, like it's relating to the Sims. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> so yeah. So I think I was just getting hung up on the word intelligence there. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, do... not all of
1: this, you might not agree with everything in this. Yeah. So but I do
0: like to empower people and to yeah. like. I would, ra- I would much rather lift somebody up and help them, like give them encouragement to pursue something that they're authentically driven to, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have one last channel. We do. Which is a teeny tiny one. bitty. bitsy.
1: Uh, this is 24 to 61, right? At the very top. Yes. So this is the channel of the thinker. Ooh. So 61 to 24 links the head through the 61, which is the gate of inner truth and mystery. Wow. To the 24, the gate of returning in the Akna Center. People with this channel tend to think that sooner or later, if they think about something enough, they will find the truth of it. <laughs> they might find some truth, but they might just as easily find only whatever satisfies them. Or they might go crazy returning over and over to the same unsolvable mystery. And even if they do solve the mystery, they may not be able to share it with others. This is part of the individual circuitry, after all. So any truth found doesn't have to be logical or satisfy the collective. It is interesting to know that only 30% of humanity has the head center defined to the Akhna. Ooh, you're rare. Ooh. <laughs> Obviously, that means that 70% of humanity has an open head center. The not self strategy, uh, which the not self strategy is something that when you're not living your best self... Um, you need to be aware of it. So the not-self strategy of the open-head center is to think about things that don't matter. So the people who have this channel defined can empower others who don't have the channel to think about things that don't matter and which they can never know.
0: So finding peace within the unknown and not having to have a solid like Yeah, answer. you don't need to know everything. Right,
1: right. Um... When the defined head gets up and leaves, it leaves behind a person whose head just keeps on thinking about those things. And because of the elements of the individual circuitry's moodiness, the person left behind can wind up feeling overly euphoric or depressed for no reason. And the positive side is true too. These people bring the unknowable into the world, sometimes even making it knowable. This can be very empowering.
0: They bring the unknowable into the world. What does that mean? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> this one I more... guess I shouldn't go down a rabbit hole and think about it because it said not to do that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like don't think too much
0: don't think too much
1: so you uh, the way I interpret it is you will always try you think that if you sit and contemplate something, you'll always find the truth, but. You might just be making something up to satisfy yourself, mm-hmm. and you might go crazy thinking about it over and over and over again.
0: I can see how that could be a negative path to go down. I don't think that I struggle with that i do i ha I do get in thought patterns, but I'm pretty aware of when that's happening and it's not necessarily like easy to break from them necessarily, but I'm like fully aware that that's what's happening. Mm. If I do find myself in like bouts of negative thoughts or like really, um, either like self-deprecating thoughts or like other like judgments of others or like things that aren't just aren't healthy, Mm -hmm. I would say, but In terms of like rumination, I feel like I am able to ruminate to an extent where I've come to an understanding about a specific event or topic or whatever, and then just be okay that that is the extent that I brought it to Mm -hmm. and then move on from it. Mm. So I do, yeah, there is a bit of rumination, but once I've kind of like reached- I guess there's like a satiation level with Mm. my rumination. Mm. So
1: my human design, Mm. I have only one channel and it's that one.
0: Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I am dead inside.
1: No channels. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) My condolences. I know. I'm just like just flicking my eyes over at mine. I'm like, God, I don't have any channels. That's the only one I have. And I don't Mm.
0: understand it. (laughs) So that means that those two spaces are defined for you then?
1: Yes, Okay. those gates
0: are activated. Okay. Like specifically 61 and
1: 24.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So essentially don't overthink things.
0: Right, yeah. And
1: let go maybe? I think so. That's an interpretation?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So now that we've gone through all of that, there's even more. Oh, there is? There is. Oh, how exciting. So based on everything that's going on in your chart. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> we can put you into a type. Oh. So there are four different types of people. Is this a Hogwarts? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So there are four different types that you can be, and each has its accompanying strategies, auras, signatures, and not self-themes. So you are a manifesting generator. Wow. So this, these people make up about 33% to 35% of the population. Okay. They are the consummate multitaskers and have sustainable life force or workforce energy like the generators which is kind of like your sub house. You're like a sub house
0: of generators. Oh, I see. So there's the generators and the Mm. manifestors and then I'm in the middle. Yeah.
1: Okay. I think. Or there's, I can't remember how many types there are. I know there's projector generators. Oh, I forget. (laughs) Anyway. Um, however, manifesting generators work fast and do things quickly and are designed to find the shortcuts to completing any task. They form a type of hybrid between manifestors and generators. Manifesting generators must also practice response to the outer world instead of purely initiating action. It serves them well to inform those affected by their decisions before taking action. How's that all sound to you? Would you say you're a multitasker, you work fast and do things quickly and efficiently?
0: Efficiency, yes, that's something that's pretty, that I'm pretty aware of. Like, I'm trying to think of this in both a work sense and in just, like, like, a lifestyle sense. So in terms of work, part of what was satisfying to me to work in the dailies' houses, for instance, is um, how efficiently I could get the work done each night. Would you say that would be taking shortcuts? Yes, but, like, but still maintaining the quality. Right. Like, how many, instead of, like... Like, how many times do I have to open this folder window? Like, Mm -hmm. just, like, minimizing the steps. Like, Mm -hmm. and how many times do I have to deliver this footage? Like, we want to try and get that down to as minimum as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, one, my most satisfying day doing dailies was when I got in and out and delivered everything perfectly in five hours. And that was really satisfying to me because it was... I did all the shortcuts and I like hit all the steps and I turned it over in a very fast way. Mm. So I think in work stuff, when it's more like technical, like more left brained, then that is very applicable in work stuff that's creative. And also in my lifestyle stuff, I think it's the opposite because I very much value a slow pace, which I'm trying to like come to terms with and try and integrate into my schedule because even with um, working out and uh, all of that like different training I'm doing, I find that the there's just always been a big sense of rushing to complete. And so I think it's been very like nurturing and nourishing for me to just take all of the time that I need. And instead of training every day for like 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour, I can train every other day or a few days a week for two hours and go as slow as I need to. Mm-hmm. And that's very appealing. Mm. Um, and also in the mornings, I hate the mornings, but <laughs> I've found that if I wake up like super early, like before my call time, um, even like four hours ahead of my call time, I go work out and then I go and then I have like my little hot chocolate in the morning and do my journal. Then I've woken up slowly over that four hours mm. instead of gaining those four hours of sleep just to like roll out of bed at the like thirty minutes before I need to go. So, in terms of technical left brain stuff, I would say that that's accurate. But I'm finding that when I'm more in tune with my with my uh, <laughs> my spleen and my. Uh, <laughs> And my sacral centers, then the the slower pace is preferable.
1: Mm. So your key words as a manifesting generator are energetic, self-aware, multitasking, impatient, (laughs) anger and frustration, and skip important
0: steps. Skip important steps? That's funny. Yeah, I do tend to have like a scatterbrain when I'm doing things. So, yeah, I I definitely tend to skip things unless I'm like really like focused on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um anger, frustration I definitely feel. Um anger less so, but I mean anger is just I feel like frustration is a type of anger. Yeah. So.
1: So, based on your type, um We'll move into strategy and authority. Okay. So your strategy is how you're designed to interact with the world. And your authority is how you decide if a decision is correct for you or not. So your authority is like your body's internal navigation system.
0: Okay.
1: So your strategy is to respond.
0: <laughs> yes. So- <laughs> I can confirm. <laughs>
1: As a generator type, manifesting generators must learn to wait to respond to what shows up in their outer world. This means they must refrain from taking action on thoughts, inspirations, and ideas that are generated from within. With, when something in their outer world mirrors their inner inspirations, then they choose to act. Would you say that? Yeah,
0: oh, that's completely accurate. Okay. And that, like, is both... That's pretty all encompassing, I would say, Mm. like in terms of work, in terms of my lifestyle and like opportunities that I seek. And also in terms of like relationships and sort of what we were talking about before, like I match the energy and the effort that I see the other person putting into it. Mm. So, yeah.
1: Additionally, they must learn the art of informing in order to prevent resistance from people in their world. Informing is not asking permission, but rather is a process of letting people know what actions they are taking before they take them. Does that make
0: sense? Let people know what actions they the taking before thing? they take them. Like, sort mm. of like a
1: briefing? I don't know. Again, a copy and pasting.
0: yeah i'm not sure they must learn
1: they must learn the art of informing and they define informing of is not asking permission
0: well i mean there's always the the saying of it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission Mm -hmm. so i feel like i do that (laughs) so learn the art of that (laughs) (laughs) um i do do that more often than not which I feel like is helpful. Right. Um, I do think that I hope, like in terms of like personal stuff, I tend to maybe, I definitely don't volunteer information.
1: So this is saying that you need to, or you should. Okay. Saying that you must learn the art of informing people. Yeah. To present prevent resistance from other people. Right. So if you just go and do your things and ask for forgiveness, right, then that can cause conflict with people. Yeah. Whereas if you let people know what your actions are and what they mean, perhaps mm-hmm. then that's that's a good strategy for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So clear communication. Yes. Okay. That's we can work on that.
1: Uh, while manifesting generators are waiting for something in the outer world to respond to it is helpful if they envision what it is they desire i say you do that a lot
0: yeah yeah i'm pretty visionary i would say so your authority
1: um is your body's internal navigational system so deciding on if a decision is correct for you or not you're, Your authority is sacral, which means this could also be called your gut instinct and means that you are meant to make decisions in the moment based on intuition. The intuitive authority in the spleen center works in the moment and has to be heeded when it appears. Ignoring the information from your intuition can have serious effects. This is complicated by the fact that this type of intuition comes on strongly, but then disappears and does not return. If you don't listen or go with your intuition, you may find yourself making the wrong decision. So if you didn't have that popcorn, what kind of life would you be living right now? That's what I'm
0: saying. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to encourage everybody to go get a snack that they feel drawn to. (laughs) So how does that make you feel?
1: Learning that, based on your human design anyway, that you should be always listening to your intuition in the moment, don't think about it, just go.
0: Yeah, it actually is like, pretty validating mm-hmm. um, because I've felt like I have – it's easy for me to make decisions when I – when the decision is kind of – makes itself appear to me, uh, I guess because of my intuition. But when there's not, like, a defined answer or an easy, like, answer, then – I struggle a lot with those, that decision making because there's not like one clear thing that I necessarily even want. Mm. Um, So it hearing that and hearing how each of these different pieces kind of informs my thought processes and my ways of going about life. um, Just like it, it makes sense to what I already know. Mm. It adds substance to the ways that, or the theories I had about myself.
1: Mm. So your signature, which I interpret as, if you feel this way, you know you're living your best life. Oh, okay. It's satisfaction. So if you feel okay. satisfied, then you'll know everything's good. Mm. And you not self theme, which is kind of the opposite, is frustration. If you feel frustrated, then you're not living your best life. okay. And And things need to change.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting because I definitely was at – I've never been at a breaking point, Mm -hmm. I would say, but I was definitely at a point of major frustration um, last year just with everything. I was at a point of frustration and satiation. Mm -hmm. So using those two things to – build this new type of approach to to daily living and these new creative projects and these new ed- endeavors and adventures has been very satisfying. And I feel more calm mm. and sort of in line and attuned to myself doing these things. So I'll have to remember and keep that word handy, satisfaction. Yeah.
1: And some things you need to think about, um, in terms of if you feel these ways, and you you should know you're not living mm. your best life, feeling unworthy and undervalued, mm-hmm. um, avoiding confrontation and truth, and fixate on finding direction. Yeah, like it seems like a lot of what this is saying is like live with your intuition, mm-hmm. don't overthink things. Right. How's that all make you feel?
0: It makes me feel good. Like, it makes me feel like I do have, like my internal compass is reliable. Mm. It makes me feel that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So there's even more.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) The next is a section called definition. Okay. So there are two distinctly separate definitions or sets of definitions that work autonomously from each other, but still make up a fixed, consistent nature. Uh huh. There can be a feeling of incompleteness or sense that something is lacking. Um, let me just quickly read over this. But your definition is split definition, which makes up 46% of the population. So as a basic split definition, you have two separate areas of definition in your human design chart that are disconnected from each other. You are choicelessly drawn to people who bring the aspects that connect your areas of definition. The quality of your life depends on your bond with the right other. When you find a person with the right bridging uh, and the right gates, you experience a sense of wholeness. But just because you feel that way when you are with certain people doesn't mean they are correct for you. It's possible to be blinded by bridges if you are a basic split definition. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> you could be. You could spend all your time and energy looking for what you think you need to be whole. What you feel is missing, that would bridge the two parts of you, is what can become where you focus all your attention and decision making upon. More rarely, when it takes more than a channel to bridge your split, now you think the missing elements in your design are what the world is missing, and that's why you don't have what you need in life or feel whole.
0: So when it's saying that I'm chasing the people with, like, which bridges am I chasing? Am I chasing the ones that I don't have?
1: You are drawn to people who bring the aspects that connect your areas of definition.
0: Okay, so, So, like, if I had... Like this one, like 16 to 48 or whatever, because that one's not connected for me. Like mm. that would be fulfilling. But I'm that that is connected because I have 57 through 20. So maybe if it was like 28 to 38 or something, mm-hmm. then that would be interesting to me. That you find a sense of wholeness. A wholeness. Okay. Yeah, that would be an interesting experiment to do. Just like go... Think
1: and- about the people you connect with.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Um, you have any... Oh, you only have one connection. I do. Yeah. I'm useless for you. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I guess you have to leave. (laughs) Well, your connection is my connection, so I already feel that wholeness there.
1: (laughs) What you feel is missing that would bridge the two parts of you is what can become where you focus all your attention and your decision-making upon.
0: I mean, conceptually, that makes sense because I do try and... I have found that I am really drawn to people who are um of course similarity is interesting to me and easy to bond over but I'm most like inexplicably drawn and compelled by people who are different who operate in like ways that I I'm not either tapped into or maybe perhaps in this case, undefined is, is a better <laughs> word. Um, so it would be interesting to kind of have uh, some of those people do this <laughs> and so I could compare notes and see. Oh, I have two channels. Oh, you do. What's your other one? Um,
1: I'm connected here to here. Oh, wow. So in your... I was pointing to my G center and my throat and Sarah's G center is the one that's completely undefined. It has no active gates. So maybe that's why we're drawn to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. And you have so many things connected that I'm just like, please, show <laughs> me. Like so last two things mm-hmm. um, based on all of this, information. Mm-hmm. The final thing is your profile and your incarnation cross. Okay. The profile is a costume that we grow into and it's composed of two numbers known as lines. I don't know exactly how they get this, but yours is four, six, the opportunist, opportunist and role model, the exact same as me.
0: Really? Remember when
1: I said like the first... 28 30 years of your life you're figuring things out oh yeah that's the same as me oh really oh wow you have a genuine ability in developing relationships and can influence your network you will also grow into having and modeling a visionary perspective Mm. um so yeah remember when i said like you go to the rooftop (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh watch. You kind of watch and take in all the things you've learned in the first 30
0: years of your life. Yeah, yeah. And then you
1: come down from the root off at 50 and become a role model. Oh, wow. Um, And finally, your incarnation cross is your purpose. It isn't something that we should try to fulfill with our minds or even worse, force to happen. Instead, focus on living correctly by following your strategy and authority. So, satisfaction Mm -hmm. and frustration yeah that was
0: the other
1: end and you will awaken in your incarnation cross in other words it is your storyline or plot whether you live it out or not based on your human design so yours is right angle cross of rulership whoa you are here to make sense out of the past your energy brings forward the events from the past and gives the full picture in the present You may use this to lead, or you may simply use it to rule your world, whatever that passion is to you. You will always make more sense and have more of a connection with people in your life when you integrate the past into what you are doing now. It is this continuity continuity, that you offer to help others connect and feel in tune.
0: Mm. That makes sense. I tend to I I do tend to like want an understanding of how people got to where they are now and like what path they were on that led them to the path that I met them on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that really helps me understand who they are as a as a person and what they're and where they want to go so that I can help them right. get there potentially, or at mm. least be a supporter on the way.
1: So that is your design.
0: Mm. How wow.
1: what did you think? How do you
0: feel? I I feel really good about it, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a fun thing to do. I didn't really I didn't research it at all going into it because I just wanted to be completely um completely blown away and yeah. just felt, like uh submerged with information um which which I was so that was great. Yay. <laughs> um It's but, interesting, right? Oh no, it's super interesting and it's also like hyper specific. Yeah. Because a lot of the, it sounded much more grounded um than something like just a generic daily horoscope yeah. or something, which those have value, too. Um, and, you know, just like words of affirmation and like all of those things, all of those things held value for like comfort and like mindset and like, you know, all of those things. But this is much more of a um, it's much more of an intimate examination and I was really I was hoping that it would be like pretty accurate and in my experience I felt like it was or at least there were very specific things that I resonated with and can continue to to learn and to grow from so I appreciate you going through it
1: oh yeah and again I have no idea what I'm talking about so (laughs) (laughs) I don't know I mean some things some channels are half Complete, which must mean something, I'm sure.
0: Well, I would be interested to know more about the colors. I know you said you didn't know anything. I did
1: look at the color. Like red is like, I'm not even going to try, but the, the red and the black yeah means something which is why some channels are like red, red and, and black. black and some of them are half like they're split down the middle yeah
0: that's really interesting so
1: there is a lot to this system that i have no idea but maybe one day i'll break and get that guy's book and
0: yeah honestly. listen
1: to the voice and go on an eight day
0: journey honestly <laughs> i mean it could be in a little experiment i know <laughs>
1: Yeah, and apparently these arrows like I was saying earlier, they mean something. I don't think the I'm not sure about the colors. I think it's just yeah. I don't I don't think the colors change based on if they are open or undefined. Okay. I think it's just the the head is always going to be yellow if it's yeah. If it's defined and if it's not it'll be white.
0: Gotcha. And then these are I was noticing that the degrees or numbers or whatever are different on one side versus another. I think, oh, I think
1: one is like, this is where all the stars were when you were born. And this is when you, where the stars were when your human design was complete. So it's kind of like, again, Uh-oh. this is something that I, I'm i not like the authority on and I might be getting it wrong, but sometimes like your human design is based on the exact moment you were born, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your human design is complete until a few days later, I think.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Again, I need to look into
0: this stuff. Huh. Because they're pretty, cl- most of them are pretty close in terms of the numbers. I think there were a couple that were pretty far away. Yeah,
1: I think I can pull up on the website that I was using to make your chart, but it was, it told me like exactly, it was like, well, you were born on this day and this time. Yeah. But then. This is the actual time that your design was created. Uh, Let's go to Sarah. That's me. Yeah, so your birth date, 13th of September. Mm -hmm. Your design date, wait, what? 13th of June? 1995, so before you were even (laughs) born. Oh Oh, my God!
0: (laughs) Wait, is that was yours backwards too? Let me have a look here. Let's let's look into that because that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So it's saying you're just. So I was completely wrong. Your design date happens months before you're born. Oh, because I was born 13th of April 1989. And my design date was 15th of January, 1989 Whoa. at 2.42 p.m. It's
0: like really specific. Very cause... specific. Wow. That's when the paper was pushed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your human design. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for putting that all together. Absolutely. Um, that was a treat. And you're, I'm glad you're an excellent um, voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll be my voice for for human design stuff. If I learn more, I'll come back and give you an even more accurate reading. Okay, great. And maybe
1: in like five years, they'll
0: be like, I finally figured it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, right, right. Well, I think no matter if this, even if this didn't have like really anything that resonated with me, it is like there is an entertainment value to it. One, oh, yeah. And then two, knowing if there's at least like one positive thing that you can take away from something like this, that will help you navigate and just like operate like within yourself, like in a calm way, but then also extend to other people and help you learn about them and help you integrate yourselves with others. Then I think that there's some value to it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask people for their time of birth In order for me to like connect to them. Yeah. But it is interesting to think of existing connections you have in life, whether it's with family or friends and see how their design is and does it, does it line up with what
0: your design says? Right. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Well, cool. Thanks for for doing this. You're welcome. I feel very informed.
1: Very at peace. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel satisfied? I feel satisfied (laughs) and not frustrated.
0: Frustrated.
1: (laughs) Mine is um, success. That's my signature. If I am successful. And my not self is bitterness.
0: Mm, Those are really interesting words. Success is really like, there's a pressure there. (laughs) There is, yeah. We could have a whole... That's one of my words for my podcast, actually. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Don't ask me. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. And bitterness is interesting because it's very, that's a very specific word. I see it like more like jealousy. Okay. Like if
1: I'm bitter that other people have X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So if I ever feel that way, which I have felt like when my friends bought a house here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I was jealous. Mm. And I started looking at it like, well, I wanna buy a house. But then like, I stepped back and I was like, no, I don't.
0: <laughs> Actually.
1: I don't wanna buy a house, mm. you know? And it would be such a a big commitment and there's no way in hell I can afford it. Yeah. Um. And then I felt so much better about it mm. once I lo- let go of the bitterness right? or the jealousies, how right. I like to think more.
0: But- That's really interesting because that specific example ties into material success. Mm. So that implies that at least that type of material success is not success. Yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting.
1: And I've, I've had to think of success as different than just X mm-hmm. amount of money in my bank account. Mm-hmm. It's more like, can I live each day the way I want to? To yeah. me, that's successful. Right. Oh, that's me living successfully.
0: Yeah, and yeah. but if
1: I'm ever bitter about anything in my day to day, that's when I know I need to change. Right, right. Not yeah. that I think about this constantly, but when I reflect on it, it makes sense. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, I would hope that you don't think about it constantly no. because we have the fifty-one or the sixty-one to twenty-four connection, we got so that. we can't <laughs> we can't too much too much well, or else we'll thinking. be sad we'll be moody specifically moody was the word yes
1: melancholy <laughs> oh,
0: so dramatic yeah so dramatic well um thanks again for for doing this with me it was very it was a great time and it's yeah. always a pleasure to see you it's always a pleasure to see you too yay well what did you think of that i I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed this human design reading. I think it's always fun to kind of check in on yourself and play with these tools a little bit because they seem to pull from similar sources and are you can kind of find commonalities between them. But the human design one specifically was quite an amalgamation of several of these systems, so I kind of appreciated that both in my. Left and right brain, I suppose. Of course, I have no real idea how much merit there is to it, but it's fun to find things that resonate with you and that help along the way. And I think that any tool that can help does help. So. If this human design reading was something that was interesting to you, I encourage you to maybe go check out your own human design. Don't pay for it if you're unless you really want to cuz there's plenty of free sites out there as well as the paid ones. But yeah, go go check it out. It's kind of interesting and at the very least it's entertaining and fun to learn more about yourself through. You can also find a little more out about human design from the accompanying substack article. And that link will also give you links to go find Sean's episode, Curiosity, as well as her Instagram page at sjkrubeck. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week, so we'll have a new word and new friend. But until then, thanks for playing.